quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Awesome! I came to I play. came to play. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I pray. came to play. How about now? Is that better? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I don't know what was going on, man. I don't know what was happening, but I'm here. Let's go. As am I. As am I. As am I. Listen, man, I'm excited about this conversation. So let's forego all of the formalities. Give us our freaking introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to all of the congregants of the square circle and i want to say something real quick so i checked out our facebook page we have hit and this is a number because we're doing this from the ground up we have hit 50 likes that is. on the previous and pinfalls podcast facebook page like share comment if you if you like our first two old school deep cut matches of the week please leave a comment Find, if you know somebody who's a wrestling fan, please like, get us up to 100 likes. Three digits just look better than two. They do. They do. But, but all, all, of the, all of the marks, accepting, Accepting blood pressure like that. That is true. If you have that three digits, that's, that's deadly. Especially yeah. that bottom number. Yeah, that's you. you really, yeah. This is how the you know you're old when, when you start talking about blood pressure. <laughs> Blood <laughs> I'm concerned. I really am concerned. <laughs> you know, I gotta watch that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man, to all of the congregants of the Camel Clutch me- members of the congregation of Square Circle, welcome. Uh, man, so I'm gonna let you hit it first. What we got going on outside of the ring? Oh, God. It has been a week, Dante. And, you know, for those listening, me and Dante communicate regularly through text message about the show. And just because we're friends, we talk about wrestling all the time. <laughs> I have tried so hard. And I, I did good by not discussing stuff that's been happening all this week to you. We talked about Raw, we talked about SmackDown a little bit, but we, I didn't purposely mention Sasha Banks or Ronda or um, 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 Luke Harper, right? So let's, let's yeah. dig into it, man. There's, so there's, there's a lot. So there's three things that I specifically want to dig into. Um, for, in this segment, forgive me, guys, segment one's going to be a little long because there is so freaking much to discuss. Sasha okay. Banks. Um, so originally, we didn't break the story, but we talked about it. We mentioned it uh, on my segment last week. I talked about Sasha, how she canceled um, all of a sudden her appearance on the Wendy Williams show. Well, more information came out later that week that she was irritated, upset, frustrated, her and Bailey, that they were going to lose the championships to the Iconics on WrestleMania, and they only held the titles for a handful of days. More news developed that from WWE higher-ups, they were going to break up 
the Boston Hub connection. And that's what really made Sasha upset. Uh, for those that don't know, Sasha has not been to work since before WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania was the last time she was seen on TV. Uh, she made statements, uh, spoke to some individuals in offices saying that she was not coming to work. Now, the, the rumor mill is that there's been some negotiations between her and WWE to try to get her side A, which is Sasha's side, is saying she's done. She's going to sit out the rest of her contract. Side B, which is WWE, and some other bloggers are saying that no, she's going to come back, right? Side C are saying this is all a part of a storyline. But Dante, wait, there's more. The reason I don't believe this is a part of a storyline, the reason I don't believe that is because Bailey appeared as a new pickup on SmackDown in the draft. The, I'm sorry, they don't call it that anymore. The Superstar Shakeup, which is technically the draft. So, which leads me to believe, brother, that there's some validity to what's happening here. Either Sasha's leaving, she's out the door, and I believe, I believe strongly that she is, or this is all a part of the grand scheme of Vince McMahon and the creative of WWE to throw us off. But that's the first thing. Dante, I got to know your thoughts. Talk about it. What do you think? Oh, man. I, 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 so, I'm going to tell you a story. And I heard this story on the very first episode of Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard when he talked about one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Dusty Rhodes. So, Dusty, uh, Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth, uh, Brother Love, um, were kind of on the road together doing shows, and they had a particular finish. And Pat Patterson didn't like the finish. So Randy Savage goes to Dusty and says, you know, you know, well, Dusty, I cannot do Randy Savage, so I'm not going to even try. You know, well, Dusty, we, uh, Pat didn't like the finish. He wants it to be a DQ. Dusty goes, baby, I am the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling, and Babe Ruth does not get disqualified. So roundabout, they work the work the match again. Do their same finish, same match. Pat Patterson comes, hates it. So Watchman goes again, like, look, Pat, we we gotta do the finish. That's Rose again, baby, baby, baby. I am I am the Babe Ruth of all of professional wrestling. Macho Man said, Well, babe, if you want to keep working, it looks like you're going to be a DQ tonight. So you you and, and you know, of course, Dusty acquiesced and they made it work. This this whole thing is about making it work. I read a very very well done article. I want to say it was on Cage Side Seats about Sasha. Mm-hmm. There there's one thing there's there's two things that we know about Sasha. One is if you look at what she's been on the main roster. Now you gotta keep in mind so. Let me preface everything I'm going to say about Sasha. I've been following Sasha because they would call her Ratchet on NXT. So like I've I've kind of like like when she when she won the women's championship, I got emotional. Her and Charlotte, actually, all four of the four horsewomen, because I feel like I've I've seen like their, their whole career spectrum mm-hmm. from NXT all the way now to the main roster. But with, with Sasha, 
Sasha can't say that she's been underutilized because she's a multiple-time women's champion and she's the inaugural women's tag champion. Can Sasha argue that she's been misused? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because she's been misused. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, Ar- Arn Anderson uh, said said on the uh, uh, Four Horsemen DVD that, you know, they don't need you till they need you. And the truth is, Ronda's best match, in my opinion, was her Sasha Banks match. Well, let, let, me, on, let, let me say. Okay, 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 okay. Before, before you, you interject, you know I love Sasha, but go, go ahead. When go you ahead. look, when you when you look at when you look at when Sasha and Charlotte first came up, and Charlotte won the Divas Championship, and it transitions to the women's title. And they went back and forth, and they were handing it off between pay-per-views and Monday Night Raws. That was that was definitely Sasha's best work on the main roster. But if you look back at that work, truly, WWE used Sasha Banks to get Charlotte Flair over on the main roster. I said it when there were these rumor and innuendo and tea leaves that Ronda Rousey may be coming to WWE. This was a couple of years ago. And I'd known about the four horsewomen of MMA. Um, I said when they were in NXT that Sasha Banks, if they did a whole thing, four horsemen versus four horsewomen, that Sasha Banks is the Ric Flair of the group. Because I truly, I think she's a better worker than Charlotte. And I think she's got more natural charisma than Charlotte. And I think she's just as good. It's not even a better heel than Charlotte. And Charlotte is fantastic. She is, she's the Hulk Hogan of the women's division right now. But there was some odd things. Number one, Sasha never beat Charlotte on a pay-per-view. Sasha never had long title reigns. Mm-hmm. And it was like when her when her deal with with Charlotte stopped, Charlotte went to the stratosphere and Sasha kind of went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. So the second thing is it's not not really a, a huge secret. Sasha Banks doesn't have is is has the reputation, I should say, for not having the greatest attitude in the world backstage. She has, she's had heat with Alexa Bliss. She's had heat with Charlotte. She's had heat with Nia Jax. She's had heat with several of the ladies backstage. She's had heat with Creative. But for some reason, somewhere in this run, it's almost like in a lot of ways, they've given her pieces of Bailey's babyface gimmick from NXT, like Sasha's the plucky underdog. And my thing is, how are you the legit boss and the plucky underdog? That never made sense to me. And when and and she just kind of idle, and everybody knows her capability. She she is, I would argue, anybody right now. Of all the ladies currently on the women's roster in the WWE, you could trade any way you want Charlotte and Sasha as the best workers in that company. But somehow, Charlotte's career 
skyrocketed post the rivalry between Sasha and Charlotte. And Sasha's kind of just idle. And it's almost like the women's tag championships were a lifetime achievement award. And maybe it's Sasha's size. Maybe Vince doesn't like her purple hair. Maybe it's something else. But far be it for me to troll and play the race card. But I will say this about that. Is it stuff that's going to be a segment on the show someday? <laughs> sometimes, and Cody Rhodes can attest to this, sometimes, no matter how good you are, Vince and the company only sees you at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And that could be it with Sasha. Is Sasha brave enough to leave a ton of money on the table and go elsewhere? I don't know. It'd be interesting because I'm going to tell you this. I know AEW's out there. But as Jim Ross has said on his podcast, that Vince told him there are two things you need to make it. I know we're going to talk about this briefly. But you need talent and you need television. Mm -hmm. And I know that Cody and the Bucks and Chris Jericho, they're backed by this billionaire Shad Khan who owns the Jaguars. Um, And I think he owns Tottenham Hotspur in English Premier League. Please get on Facebook and somebody correct me. I don't remember. But they still don't have television. I don't want to veer too much off into AEW yet. Um, so that's a good so, point. So, 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 and, and, and so, second, you talk about Ring of Honor going to Ring of Honor. Number one, she ain't making the money in Ring of Honor that she's making in WWE. But they had two phenomenal free agent pickups for their women's division and had a very decent roster. But I don't know how much they value women's wrestling because they just let Tennille Dashwood, aka Emma, um, yeah, yeah. Well, and, oh my gosh, and her name just escaped. She was one of the three beautiful people. She's back on Impact Wrestling now. So they let their woman out of the, out of the door. And same thing in Japan. So it's like if she makes this move, what happens? I think, or do they hug it out? Pun intended, because the way Bailey kind of said, "I'm singles now." Sound like she's got a little heat with Sasha as well. Or do they hug it out and Sasha figures out a way to make it work? I think that Sasha falls into the category. Um, a video I checked out today on YouTube. Um, um, the what, what, what is that channel I watch? I just, I, we watch the same channel. Um, what culture, we want, right? What culture? From, what, yeah, what, so they had a good video. That you read a lot of blogs, as do I. But sometimes when I'm cooking, I like to cut on my YouTube. They had a great mm-hmm. video that talked about um, just the disdain of a lot of WWE talent. And, you're, and we haven't seen this before. I mean, you've been watching wrestling for, I'm going to throw the number out there, at least 30 years, right? Yes. Um, I have been watching for at least 20 years, so 10-year difference. But I can say this safely, that neither in your generation nor mine have we seen such an exodus of WWE talent. And we've, we've known for years that talent has been frustrated, but now we're really seeing them act on it. 
and I don't want to get too much into this because I'm going to touch on it later um, because there's, there's another portion of the show I want to talk about this, but Cody started it, right? The, mm-hmm. gentle, the gentle ripple. I think Dean was really the splash that made everybody wake up, wake up and say, okay, you know what? We don't have to be here if we don't feel like we're being utilized the way that we think our character should. So before I get too deep into that, because that opens well, up a whole other can of... Wait, no, no, Dante. No, no, don't no, it's, it's no. specifically, it's about Dean Ambrose. It's about Dean Ambrose. Do you, do you think Dean left? So watch, I watched Dean Ambrose's WWE Chronicle, and I loved it for one simple reason. Because you didn't really know where Dean Ambrose stopped and John Moxley started. Mm. It was you. such a great melding of shoot and kayfabe. And, and the way he's hit this send-off, it seems as if Dean is kind of like, you know, I just want to go in the mountains of Nevada and walk around the desert, you know, in a toga and a staff and kill Scorpion, and I'll be back in six months. To me... Dean's exit's a little different because he doesn't, it doesn't seem as if he's leaving because he's unhappy. Dean's exit, because you you mentioned I've been watching wrestling for actually a little bit more than 30 years of what I can remember. Dean's exit seems very similar to the times Roddy Piper would leave. That's a good observation. Because, 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 and I don't want to get too much too off into this, but I'll, I'll just say this: you can't um, say and, that and then get too off into it. <laughs> okay, I know. Okay, that's, you're that's right. like saying that's like saying this isn't going to be a long story. But okay, you're later. right. So, so I'll, I'll 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 table that because we do got a lot. Yeah, table table that. So move on because, down the road because I, I do want to get I do want to get into that whether I think this is a work or a shoot, but um. Sasha, I, I do, though, think I really lean on the idea that Sasha was displeased because, like you said, she has not been underused. Sasha has been misused. I am a huge Sasha fan. To me, the women's division in the past five, six years has been built on the backs, has been built on the backs of Paige, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte, you know, these are the women that I'm looking at that came up from NXT who, who really defined, you hear me, that they defined, they, you know, I take that back. They redefined what a women's division should be in the WWE. Lita, okay, was great. Trish, performer. Outside of that, the Divas division was made up of Stacey Keebler. It was made up of the, 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 the puppies, right? NXT really redefined what the women's division should be. Sasha has been misused, though. And I think, to your point, I think race has something to do with it because whether we like to believe it or not, Vince McMahon is real racist. Like, I, I believe that with all of my black heart. Like, well, my red heart and my black skin. I believe that. I also, I also think that Sasha's not big enough. And I think, I think to them, I think to them, they knew Ronda was coming. And I think, I really feel, Dante, that they were trying to do a Moses and part the Red Sea and say, we need to move out everything that's not going to really make the Ronda arrival as powerful and as poignant as it can be. I think that Sasha wasn't big enough to go head-to-head against 
Rhonda. I, physical, I mean. And I think that the last name Flair had a little bit to do with Sasha diminishing. Because the only person that Sasha can be connected to as it relates to, to, to notoriety in WWE is, is, is Snoop Dogg. And I think that that last name Flair had a little something to do with her getting up over. Because you said it. You said, if you, look, if you, if you look, look at the tables, man, Sasha put Charlotte over. That's who put oh, Charlotte absolutely. over. That's who, put her, that's who put her over. So technically, she was the boss until the queen arrived. Now, now, granted, I, I'm not a bias. I love both of them. If you talk about women, the performers uh, of, the, of the women division, I love Sasha and I love Charlotte. Two of the most physical, they are workers. When you talk about who put who over and who WWE wanted to make a bigger draw, you look at Charlotte. And again, that last name Flair, I think, has everything to do with it. And, not, and, look, and, and I'll, I'll say... Let, let me let me just uh, jump in real quick. Jump in. Um, you know, of course, of course, Vince. You know, like I said, he only sees you in a certain way. But Sasha was middling even before Ronda came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like she was in, she was in neutral before that. I think I think it was the Charlotte effect. I think that I had, I'm not saying as soon as Charlotte got there that they knew Ronda's coming. I think that. They wanted to play with the Sasha, Charlotte idea for a little bit. You still there? Yeah. Okay. And and I think that Charlotte had that bigger draw, and WWE made it that way though. They they manufactured that because of that last name Flair. I mean, come on. You're talking. You're talking to Flair, and unbeknownst to us, man, we don't know what they were gonna do if anything with the four horsemen coming up from NXT with the four horsewomen. We never really saw that fully develop on the main roster. So my point being, man, they squashed barely. They, 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 they squashed Sasha, and a lot of the attention and focus got on Charlotte. And I think that was by design. Um, so before and, Ronda and, even came, you know, Sasha was, an, I want to say, an afterthought, which sucks because she's great. Well, look, we, we, can, we can talk about Sasha. We can pontificate on Sasha. Uh, for right. this entire right. and, right. and, and maybe maybe somewhere there'll be a special edition podcast where we just talk about Sasha. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah, talk about all these. Let's, let's talk about all these injuries. No, okay, no, we can't. No, no. We, there, there, there's there's like two more, well, one more release. I really want to get into. Um, okay, and I gotta talk about Luke Harper, man, because I've been okay. a fan. I've been a fan of Luke Harper since he was a part of the since he was with Bray Wyatt. And he was a part of the family. Uh, to me, he stood out. I and I think I told you this. I loved his run as a singles competitor and when he won the IC championship. So I've been a really big Luke Harper fan. Al- always, man, felt they have ne- they underutilized him. I think he was a Swiss, oh, Swiss absolutely. He was a Swiss Army knife. They just didn't know what to do with. You know what I mean? Because he was so versatile. Absolutely. As a big man, he was fast. His super kicks, they were reminiscent of a Shawn Michaels because it looked like it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like the Usos kids look like they hurt, but they don't look like they hurt. <laughs> Luke Harper, because he's so big, when he kicks you, it he oh, yeah. he kicks you. And I love this character. And so I want to read his tweet that he made um on the 16th, just a few days ago. As of this evening, I have requested a release from WWE. This is what he posted to his Twitter account. I'm just had like this um flashback of me doing news journalism, Dante, you know, reading this 
It kind of felt kind of weird. The past six years have been a simply amazing journey around the world and back with lifelong friends and family. I am proud of it all. I am proud to say I shared the ring with my coworkers. This decision, as difficult as it was, feels right for myself and WWE. That's the interesting part for me. This feels right for myself and WWE. I think there was a common agreement there. My goal in the future is to, to continue to grow as a performer. Blah, blah, blah. Do What do you think? Um, well, I, 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 for, for the sake of being redundant, um, once again, it, if, if you see yourself different than the company sees you, it's like you're in a catch-22. Um, how, how much do you think the roster will be impacted? I don't think it, you know, man, look, the WWE is a machine. As great as Cody Rhodes was or could have been in WWE, him leaving didn't really impact the roster. You know how I feel about John Cena. Yeah. But um, don't do that. Don't Don't be disrespectful to John Cena. But anywho. What I say? But, All I said but was John, yeah. yeah, I don't like the way you said yeah, you should have been more excited. Oh, no. you should have said it was you should have said it was feeling. I gotta say it like change, like like I say it when you mentioned Randy Orton. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> there you go. And, and man would say you should have said it with feeling, but but since Cena has been away and is no longer full time and is eventually transitioning out of the wrestling business into entertainment. You you haven't really, I mean, the machine just keeps moving. I think that there was, I think, number one, Luke Harper's kind of in a couple times uh, been a victim of bad luck. Mm. You know, he's got had like, a couple injuries yeah, yeah, at too. the worst possible time. Definitely. And, 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 and so, and Luke, so Luke, more than anything, goes back to, and I've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about it on his podcast, for Jim Ross talk about it on his podcast, Eric Bischoff talk about it on his podcast, man, timing is yeah. so important. I mean, who knows what Luke Harper would have been if he, if he would have came to WWE 10 years ago. Man, he would have been 29. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I he's mean, 39 Luke, now. Luke, that would have been perfect. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking, he's my age. You know, um, oddly enough, I have a couple months on. But, you know, so who knows what he would have been if he would have came at a different time. And I, and I kind of knew that his days might have been numbered when they put Rowan with um, yeah. Danny Brown. I almost called it, almost called it the shoot thing. When, when, when they put Rowan with Danny Bryant. Because now it's like, okay, so what do you do with Luke Harper? I thought they were going to push him to back to singles competition, honestly. So, but so, but so here, but here's the thing. So, here's the thing in between that. So, and we're going to talk about this on the Superstar Shakeup. You have now two brands bringing talent into Raw and SmackDown. So, it's like, where do you put them? I, I go back, listening to all the former writers that they guessed. On these podcasts, is always the question. This guy's awesome, but where are you going to put him on TV? Mm. And I think Luke, because of his size, because of his ability to work, 
And if you've ever heard, I don't know if you've ever heard an interview with him, just a, just a shoot with him. I heard, I want to say Sam Roberts interviewed him. I think yeah. Peter Rosenberg on Cheap Heat, maybe a couple WrestleManias ago interview. But when you hear him speak, I mean, he's ridiculously engaging. Yes, I heard him on the Sam. So, he so, was talking about a movie. He was on the Sam Roberts podcast, and he was, was on Sam. And, and so, so there's there's definitely an opportunity for a talent like him. I think it's I think just because we've talked about Sasha and now Luke, I think it's it's less risky for Luke Harper, mm-hmm. primarily because he's a man. Mm-hmm. He definitely has more opportunity. Whenever his when 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 that contract's up, and I think his contract is up in July, which I find it kind of odd. He asked for his release, and his contract's up in a couple months. Um, but I also find it odd that they're independent contractors, but they have no complete clause, no compete clauses in their contracts. Anyway, oh man, um, I I was listening. Wait, let me just comment on that. I was listening. Who was it today? Eric Bischoff, somebody, and they were saying, you know, how originally. Back in the old days, wrestlers would be able to leave one promotion, go to another one. So when Vince took over for his father, but Vince Jr. took over for Senior, he kind of changed that, right? And he made these contracts with these contingencies. And Vince told somebody one day, you know, the contracts are not worth the paper that they are typed up on. <laughs> so it's just, it was just BS, like he was saying, but it, like you could, like you couldn't leave. Like one example somebody gave me is that. Um, Shawn Michaels wanted to leave. And he was like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't this, that, the other, and all of these other stipulations. And Vince made it seem really hard. But to be completely honest, like, the contracts weren't worth jack, sh- you know, what my grandmother would say. <laughs> Sugar, honey, iced tea. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the wrestlers <laughs> didn't read enough into it. Never mind. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get into that. I apologize. No, I think, so, but yeah, so, so I, I think, I think wherever Luke lands, he'll do well. I agree. All right. Um, injuries. We're talking yeah. injuries. I know you want to get to your girl, or your joy, your heart, Nia Jax. Um, can I? Is it wrong for me to say I was happy that she got injured? For two reasons, though. I, got, I, I, I have a legit reason, though. Okay, I'm listening. The first reason is I'm not that big of a fan of Nia. So, okay, bye-bye. I don't have to see you on TV. Two, <laughs> this is the, the one I think you'll like. I think you'll like this reason. Because I think that she needs to redevelop. And I, from, you know, I can remember superstars when they were at the top of their push, when they got injured, mm-hmm. they came back with even more ruthless aggression. <laughs> so I think about Triple H. Do you remember back in 2000 and, gosh, I don't know the exact year. 2001, brother. Triple H went out, I believe it was his knee. Um, it, was, it was his quad. His quad yep, yeah, it was his quad. He came back and he was a totally different performer, a different athlete. It, his push got pushed back, but he came back as a stronger force. I'm going to be honest, Dante, and say this. I, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that, you know, serendipity, serendipitous things just happen. I think that everything happens for a reason. And I think that even in injuries, that for the most part, you know, if we're looking at an injury like this, something that's not as drastic as, you know, something detrimental, yeah, but something like this, I think that it's good for the, the talent because they get to reassess, redevelop, and develop some more of that hunger 
and I think you come back stronger. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. So um, I agree. I, I just kind of want to run through every. I think there. So there are three big names dealing with injuries right now: Nia, Sheamus, and Daniel Bryan. That's on the main roster. So I. So you throw in Tommaso Ciampa, who who just hit the neck surgery. Oh yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. But that was a couple um, weeks ago. I mean, we knew about that. Though. Yeah. So, so, so with Naya, I mean, God bless it, double ACL surgery. That's that's she's gonna be out for a while. Um, Six months to a year is what I, I would like to see Naya because I, I like to see her change her look. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how this is gonna sound, but I'm just gonna say it. Um, when I saw her. In NXT, she looks familiar, and I didn't know why she looked so familiar. And then I realized why she looked so familiar. My my wife is is a is a Lane Bryant connoisseur. Nia Jax was a Lane Bryant model, hmm. but she was significantly smaller than she was now on as as a sports entertainer. I like to see her come back a little smaller, hmm. and. And possibly change her wrestling gear because I hate her wrestling. Um, so I don't. Let me book the territory for thirty seconds because mm-hmm. we have a queen. We have a queen. We got Charlotte. Charlotte's the queen. So you can't be the queen, but you could be like Maleficent. So that, not that's necessarily a, good, that's a, a queen. Point. But 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 wants the throne, so she's kind of like a, a dark queen. I think that. But um, man, I just hope she. I hope I hope she comes back. I hope she comes back better. Um, you know, same 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 thing for Sheamus. Uh, I I brought up Daniel Bryan only specifically because not to overlook Sheamus at all. Because uh, I I remember telling you we were watching WrestleMania. I think every company needs guys like Sheamus on their roster. Um. Seamus is ridiculously invaluable, and I think he's one of the most underrated performers WWE's had in in, in their history. Um, But apparently they're keeping Daniel Bryan's injury hush-hush. I think I I got reasons for believing why, but go ahead. No, I I don't know why. I was asking you. Um, So I got two thoughts on this Daniel Bryan thing. Um... One, I think that they knew about his injury prior to WrestleMania, which is the reason they did this rush um, push for um, Kofi to win the title. Um, secondly, I think that Daniel Bryan's neck injury is more serious than WWE wants us to, more serious than even they thought. I think that I think that he may have rushed and got back in the ring. I'm looking at I'm looking at Daniel, man. Now I'm looking at Daniel. As you would look at, as you would look at the edge, you know, like okay, your mobility is about to be limited. Um, Daniel doesn't move like he wants to. I'm not gonna say he doesn't move like he used to. I'm gonna say he doesn't move like he really wants to. I think he could be a little more physical, but I think he can't. I think he's limited in his mobility. Um, I do think that WWE doesn't want us to believe his injury is as serious as it is. Um, I would watch it. I would say as a fan, as a, you know, watch it. Because I, I think that if he comes back, his, his, he's going to be limited. His, his, 
you're not going to see him doing as much. I think that eventually he's going to have to step back out that ring for, for good, though. Uh, I see him in an, as another edge situation. Well, I, ha- I have a – so I, did, I don't think they said it was his neck, though. Oh, what are they saying it is? Because well, well, what, what kept him out were the concussions. And actually, it's uh, they did a very good – because I love the network. I love the documentaries. They did a really good documentary on uh, Nigel McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Danny Bryan basically admitted that he lied about his health to get into the WWE. And because Nigel told the truth, um, that's why he didn't get in. So, I, and I'm wondering since they're keeping hush hush, did he have mm-hmm. a concussion? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. And I, and I, makes and sense. I think if it's a concussion, I think, I think if there is, if it's a concussion issue, then I don't think he's coming back. I don't either. I don't see it happening. You're gonna see another. So, you're gonna see another. Um, yes, chant. He's gonna walk out in that plaid shirt and jeans, <laughs> and he's gonna. And, announce, they'll put him, and they'll put him in the hall of fame. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Who we got next? Uh, injuries. So, 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 did you did that? So that that I don't. Did you have anything else outside the? Oh, we. We buried the lead on injury. So apparently uh Rhonda broke her hand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the triple threat. So she was gonna be taking time off anyway. And anyway. I think everyone knew that. Uh which is perfect. You know, uh, to kind of equate her with Naya and kind of drop Brock Lesnar between she needed time off because I I personally I think as great as Rhonda Rousey is in the ring, she's She's still in a in a lot of ways an attraction. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so I, I think her having time off is, is a good is, will help. Um, so, do you have anything else outside of the ring? I have one outside of the ring thing um, that I briefly want to touch on. Um, if you don't, I don't. I don't. So. The scuttlebutt, and I said I was not going to talk about AEW until they got a television deal, um, but I'm going to do it because there's a possibility that all elite wrestling may be going to one of the Turner Broadcasting Networks, either TBS or TNT. Um now that is not to, in any way, shape, or form to rekindle the Monday Night Wars, because apparently, uh, I think what they're going to target. Because um, if you if, fans, if you don't, know, SmackDown is moving back to Fridays when they go to Fox. They're going they're they're looking at that Tuesday time slot. But I think a TNT, a TBS is a huge deal for all elite wrestling, um, because. The one thing that they that they need if they're going to be viable with their television, they, the, of course, of course they need they they need they need the Jimmys, Janes, and Joes, um, and they need the great stories. And I think having a Jim Ross who knows talent, understands how to tell stories, and have Chris Jericho who's a very good creative mind, um, kind of you know helping in, in those capacities, they need to be on a visual network. Like, the only reason I know New Japan Pro Wrestling is on access television is because I DVR. But you don't, you don't, 
you don't, there are two things that you don't want um, trying to get this television deal. Um, number one, you don't want to be on a channel that's not available on every cable and uh, niche and digital network provider. Um, and then also, you don't want it to be on a, on an obscure channel like Pursuit Television. <laughs> I don't even know what Pursuit Television shows, um, but I but I have been uh, DVR and Impact Wrestling. It's actually been really good. So uh, I don't know if you want to speak on this possible AEW Television. If not, I do have a question. For you. Um, no, I, I think you pretty you pretty much hit it. What's the question? Okay. <laughs> did you watch Takeover New York? I did not. I'm sorry, I did not. There was so much okay. I had to catch up on. Raw, SmackDown. Okay. So, and I know you want to so, talk about it. Go ahead. I, I'm so going to give you the... Listen, that's your homework. I just want to say... You want to say what? Where you, where'd you go? I re- I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Because I really want to get into the shakeup. Um, As do I. But As do I. <laughs> really bad. Take over New York because we didn't get to it last week because of everything WrestleMania. I just want to share two things. Number one, Gargano and Adam Cole was the match of the weekend. Um, I'm just going to – my hot take is Adam Cole. Adam Cole is a poor man, Shawn Michael. The man bumps like a million bucks, makes his opponent look like a million bucks. If he was six feet tall, he'd be World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and booking that with – um, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. I don't know when. And once again, they can put, they can keep, they can keep Velveteen Dream in NXT for five years. I mean, he's twenty three years old. Um, but right now in NXT, currently, I really feel like the next two big stars that are going to come up from NXT is Matt Riddle and the Velveteen Dream. But Matt Riddle was phenomenal in that um, in that match. So, but it was a great card, very well paced, five matches, gave time. Um, I will reiterate: I do not want them to book WrestleMania like NXT because I want NXT to keep its uniqueness. So, let's go to the Superstar Shakeup. So let right. me take the lead on this. Uh, so, I had an idea. I was so, going to tell you, so, everybody. Do you want to want me to update the the listeners with, with who went where? Or, or okay, no? this is what. I, I actually have I have a plan. Okay, okay. You didn't put this and in I the drive, it. Dante. Confusing. <laughs> well, I I, I, I came up with this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with this plan. Uh, okay, let me just be honest. Let me just be honest. I don't want to take credit for the plan. I was listening to the Mass Man show, and the way that they kind of talked about the shakeup gave me an idea. So hats off to David Shoemaker, um, who I love his podcast and I love his writing on the Ranger. Uh, not that he needs this this, uh, this uh, little hacks endorsement. This uh, watching um, NXT while he's uh, doing his podcast. But what I did was I want to talk about. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the shakeup in four different sections. Oh my goodness! Because of course you had. So you had. So I want to look at it in a broader sense. You just kind of give your takes on the ones that you really want to talk about, so we don't have to go through everyone. Okay. Uh, because you had. You had you had superstars go from Raw to SmackDown, from SmackDown to Raw. You also had superstars come from 205 Live, one to SmackDown, one to Raw, and then you also had superstars coming from NXT. So we're gonna go from from the from the fewest to the greatest. 
So there were two superstars that went from NXT, went from 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy went to SmackDown, and Cedric Alexander went to Raw. Another black man. I'm happy. <laughs> no, he's good though. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually. I've seen some of his stuff. I'm, I'm impressed. He's a really good performer, uh, and he's got a good body. Um, to be little, well, because typically when you think 205, you think cruiserweight. Yes. But he doesn't. He looks like you know. Remember how big Neville got? <laughs> he just looks too. Neville, Neville was Neville was the dude in the weight room that you never wanted to lift with because when you looked at him, you were like six inches taller than he was. But then when he got on the bench because he was so short and his arms were so short, he could like you know bench press eight hundred pounds. Yeah, like when your muscles uh, are that big, but, you shouldn't be a cruiserweight. I know. Anymore. So yeah, I like I like Cedric as well. Um, I go back with Cedric to Ring of Honor. Uh, one one of the first, um, actually the first Ring of Honor show I actually went to, he was there, and and I can tell you, um, Cedric Alexander. W- one of the gimmicks for a couple guys in the cruiserweight classic was that they cut weight to make it to the cruiserweight. Cedric cut weight. That's a shoot. Because Cedric was every bit of 220 pounds when I saw him really? wrestle for Ring of Honor. And and he's not, I mean, he ain't 6'3", but he ain't 5'6". No, no. So, um, Cedric Alexander needs the right, he needs the right booking. Because I, I, he's a great worker, great technician, but he's not naturally charismatic. He doesn't have that natural hit factor. But I think if you put him in the right situation, he'll he'll be good. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this right now: if they give him room, I think Buddy Murphy can be a superstar. Yeah, I was looking at this guy, so I'm not too familiar with him. Man, I was looking okay. at him. Though. So he, he looks good. Um, he looks like so. Let me a school, so let me school you for a second. So let me so, so let me school you for a second. So Buddy Murphy, so, so Buddy Murphy is one of the guys I go back to NXT with. Uh, he was in a tag team, and I don't know why. I, ironically enough, the guy. He tagged with whose name is not coming to me right now. The tag team he's currently in, ironically enough, is the Forgotten Sons, and I don't remember his name. <laughs> I remember his tag. I know his tag partner's name. His tag partner is Steve Cutler, but um, he was great, and they were managed by Alexa Bliss in NXT, mm. and he always stood out. He just kind of had that natural it in the ring, and I and I thought that he'd be a good single star. Um, he was fantastic on 205 Live. He had a great rivalry with Cedric Alexander, great rivalry with Tony Nese. And I don't really watch 205 Live. Um, I, will, I watched some episodes just because he was there. Yeah. I, think I think 205 if, people if they, watch 205 Live. Maybe. Well, I, I have a whole thing about what they can do to make 205 Live better. But if they give him the same opportunity they gave Mustafa Ali, I think he, he, can, he can skyrocket to the top. So let's move on down. So here, here are the NXT call-ups. Kyrie Sane went to SmackDown. Lars Sullivan to SmackDown. I'm not. I'm doing this completely wrong. I'm sorry. So is there is there an NXT call-up that specifically has your interest? Yeah, definitely. There's, there are two. Um, Kyrie Sane and Lars. So let's talk about Ky- Kyrie. Okay. Uh, I remember watching her on my first. What is the tournament for the women? It's the May Young Classic. Um, my first time watching it was last year, and I saw I saw that girl in that ring, 
And I said to myself, man, she's got it. She's a superstar. She's great. Her presentation, she is a superstar. And I, I mean that in the, not um, Molly Ringwald, not the um, movie Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> but in the sense of, she's got it. She can work. Um, I like her character. Like, you would think a pirate is stupid. But it, it actually, <laughs> it like, it works. Like, it works for her. I'm excited to see what they do with her and Oscar because it was announced that um, she was Oscar's tag team partner uh, on SmackDown. Yeah. I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with that. I think that they have similar styles. And I don't like Oscar with the tag team partner, but I like her with her. If, if that means, like, I don't like Jeff Hardy, to be honest. I love Jeff Hardy as a singles competitor. I don't like him in a tag team. But I like him with Matt. Does that make sense? Like, I don't. <laughs> that makes no sense because the Hardy Boys are like that, supreme. Okay, that, that's a bad example. Like, super main. That, that's a bad example. Uh, that's a horrible. Okay, example. Uh, like, I, I, like I can't the, think of like the seventeenth greatest tag team are, of all they time. They are. They are. I can't think of another example. But like, I like Oscar by herself. I don't really like you mixing my my, my singles competitors with the tag team. Like to me, it's stupid. But I like Oscar and and and. Um, but Zane, I think it works. I'm excited to see what they do with her because the SmackDown roster is thick with um, with um, female superstars now. They've got a nice thick roster. I want to see how they're gonna die. Well, I think. Well, Go ahead. And, well, I was gonna say that that was definitely intentional. I mean, when you look at the landscape of of SmackDown's women division, you've got the tag championships on SmackDown, and you've got the champ champ Becky two belts. So, so they need a roster of both singles and tags because the champions are on. Because you got you know two sets of championship on SmackDown, so that that makes makes sense. Uh, that make that makes perfect sense. So I I like Kyrie saying um, putting her with Oscar makes sense. I'm gonna school you a little bit. They are actually shoot best friends. Oh really? So that's cool. Yes. So when 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 Paige announced that there was going to be this exciting new women's tag team uh, coming to SmackDown. I thought they were going to bring up Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai because on NXT they were the Sky Pirates. So, and just FYI, so Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Oscar are all best friends. They all wrestled in Japan together. Um, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Oscar in a tag team. Um, they have they have not recovered from um, Oscar's loss at WrestleMania. I agree. They haven't figured out a way to capture her badassery, and I think that's somewhat disappointing. I can tell you um, of the ladies that I am most interested in. It is Lacey Evans. Um, yeah, I forgot Lacey. I'm just gonna run through a couple, run through a couple real quick. Um, I absolutely hate the name The Viking Experience. I feel like I'm gonna go on a cruise and it's gonna be like one of those gimmick theme cruises. But I'll say I'll say this about that. That's gonna be a T-shirt for selling a Crazy uh, Pinfalls podcast Facebook page someday. Um, there was another gimmick that I hated about five years ago, and now it's arguably the biggest gimmick in the company, and that was the new mm-hmm. day. So give it time. You never know what could happen. Um, 
and I, I and I have this the one question that I've had about Lars yeah. Sullivan. Here we go. Thank you. And I remember when I saw when I saw Lars. And actually, literally, the first time I saw Lars Sullivan on NXT television, I used my Vince McMahon voice. I was like, "Look at him. He's huge. Like he he checks every visual box you want." But then I was at NXT TakeOver Chicago when he worked with the main event against Aleister Black, and Aleister Black blew him up in like six minutes. So I'm like, can, can he work? That's it. He reminds me. That's the only question I have about Lars. Lars is big. He's intimidating. I mean, but how many big, intimidating guys do we have on the roster already? Like, that's not enough for me. He, re- he, he reminds what? me of Schnitz, uh, Schnitzky. Remember Schnitzky? <laughs> like, that's all I could see. You, you need- Listen to the man. Listen to the latest episode of the Bass Man Show. Zach Linder said the exact same thing. Oh, I see. Um, I think I think he's got a little bit more natural charisma than Snitsy. Yeah. And and I don't know how they're gonna book him on the main roster. I don't well, but he got to talk a lot on NXT. Like he's ridiculously intelligent. Well, the good thing for him is that, the good thing for him is that he's not on Raw. I think that if he was on Raw, he would get buried. I think I think so they're a, gonna position him to have a, a a feud with with Roman, and I know I know we're saving the big ones down the line, but I think that because yeah. those are the two big guys, the WWE. Yeah, but you did you, you did a great job of just spoiling that. But continue. <laughs> uh, you are walking. I am. I am. I really am. But I I think because I think he has more chance to develop and really get a shine. Yeah. You know, when you think about SmackDown traditionally, you think about that's where the top stars now got their grind on and really Randy Orton. Hey. <laughs> yes, sir. We were talking too long and it cut us off. <laughs> it was an hour. They were like, nah, that's enough. Um, but you think about that's like the cultivating ground. I'm, I'm going to go right through what I want to say about Lars. So, so Lars, uh, Lars beats up our truth and then he's walking up the ramp and then he turns around and he says, that's beautiful. Do little subtle stuff like that. I think he'll he'll have no problem. So let's 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 move on. So um, let's go let's go SmackDown to Raw. Raw's the first show. Okay. So SmackDown to Raw. Um, I am most excited. About, I, I think that I, I'm excited about. It's a tie. So I'm excited about the Usos. I'm excited about the Miz. I'm excited about the Miz for a very, very simple reason. Because the Miz is coming to Raw as a baby face. So I'm interested to see how he's going to work with bigger, more physical heels like a Bobby Lashley, like a Drew McIntyre. How is that dynamic going to fit? I think the Usos are going to be fantastic on Monday Night Raw. Because of, of, of anything, they'll be great in getting – look, once again, going back to the fact that – I so, so I've been since Sami Zayn beat Neville for the NXT Championship. I, I, re, I remember their first TakeOver special – before they even started going out and doing the takeovers the weekend of the big pay-per-views. So, so once again, I feel like a lot of these guys on the main roster, I've kind of been on this ride with them up from NXT.
all the way through the main roster. I love the revival. This made this made um, like an, an old school deep cut. I don't mention because it's technically not. But I made post the revival versus the DIY at, uh, at Takeover. I want to say that was Takeover Brooklyn before SummerSlam. Two out of three falls match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. They are phenomenal, but they're not over. Hmm. Like. They get John Morrison pop when their music hits and they walk to the ring. You remember John Morrison when he was in WWE? Mm-hmm. He, didn't but he didn't get a pop. Listen, I remember I remember going to um I want to say it was Judgment Day, and he worked Judgment Day and his music hit and like it was you could understand every word of his theme song because no one did anything when he came to the ring. The Usos will be great getting getting them over, getting a lot of these tag teams that they currently have on Raw over, because that's really what that's really what's needed. You give you give the Usos the Raw Tag Team Championships and let them go out and have great matches against these tag teams and help them get over. Um, I'm I'm looking, I'm like, hmm, from from SmackDown Raw, that's about it. I they once again, I, I think I, I love I, I love Andrade. Um, liked him on NXT. Great matches with Drew McIntyre um, on NXT. He's a phenomenal talent. I think he has everything to be a great heel because he can work and because he's got Zelina Vega, that vixen, that minx. Um, but they got to put him in the right situation. It's like it took uh, almost two years on NXT for them to finally learn how to book him. And when they gave him a heater and made him a heel, and he took off those ridiculous suspenders and that stupid hat, then he took off. So they got to they gotta realize how to book him. So um, what about you, SmackDown or Raw? Hello. Hello. Technical difficulties, people. Can you like? Uh, okay, so so your opinions are on on uh, those coming from Oh uh, yeah. So can you hear me? Yes. We apologize, people. Naomi, I'm a huge Naomi fan. Uh, I think that she was buried a little bit in SmackDown. I'm excited to see her get to Raw. I think that she's on Raw with her boo. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna break them up. I think that it'll be good to see her um, flex her muscles. Um, this is an honorable mention, not even because I like that person, Chad Gable, only because this means they're breaking up <laughs> um, Rude and Gable, and I'm hoping this means that they're gonna start doing something with Rude on the roster on Raw now. And my last one was. Looking for the picture. Um, SmackDown to Raw. I think that was it. Oh, yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah, that was, that was, I'm not excited about AJ Styles at all. I don't really care. That was it. That was it, Chief. Well, you know, look, they, uh, uh, you know, when, 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 so when you, when you spoiled it and told me Roman was going to SmackDown, since we're going there next, (laughs) I kind of saw that when they put, when AJ went to Raw. 
because they're the two top baby faces in the company. Yeah. You're not going to put them both on the same show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also, well, let's talk about that. I'll, I'll mention that. So, from Raw to SmackDown, who are you excited about? From Raw to SmackDown, I'm excited. About, I'm excited about Roman. I think this will be a fresh start for him. Um, this is what leads me to believe that this Dean Ambrose thing, if it's not real, it's going to be a six month, you know, break for him because they're, yeah. they're, they're putting the shield to rest. And I think this was the final nail in the coffin to let us know, hey, we're really putting them to rest. It's not going to be a reunion every three months that they've been doing. Um, and I think that it's a fresh landscape for him. I think that if Vince really wants Roman to be the next Cena, Right, Less, with all intents and purposes, that's what he wants. Um, he loves Roman. I think that SmackDown is the stage for him to do that on. I think that's yes, where you build him up. And I, I don't even, I'm indifferent about Roman. I feel the same way about Roman as I do for John Cena. Like, I like you, but I'm like, like super in love with you. I don't like hate you. You know, I'm just like in the middle. I think this is gonna make me like him because I think SmackDown is just different. You know, to me. Yeah. SmackDown, you have to prove yourself. No matter who you are, that's the brand that has to prove themselves. Raw's the staple show. And I think that when guys can go on SmackDown and make it, i.e. an Undertaker, i.e. a Randy, i.e. a John Cena, i.e. a Miz, you know? I think that that shows, that proves the chops that you have to make it. That's why I think that Miz is going to do great. I think he's going to do fine on Raw because he did phenomenal on SmackDown. And I think that if you can make it on SmackDown, you can make it anywhere. Well, I I I hope the Miz gets the opportunity that he got on SmackDown. I think I think he will. I think he, I, I think he will. So so this is why I'm Finn, excited. Finn Balor too. I'm excited about Finn Balor. Yeah. So this is why because you said you weren't that excited about AJ Styles. I'm Eli, excited about I'm, AJ Styles. I'm excited about Eli. I'm excited about AJ Styles on Raw for one reason. What? Um. Because that means my dream match oh, yeah, 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 yeah. has the possibility of coming true. I can see AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. But there's a dream match on SmackDown. This is why I'm excited about Roman Reigns. You'll love it. I'm excited about Roman Reigns on Randy. TV. I, I, I have very much wanted to see Randy Orton, but I, I'm like you. Yeah, I, I think I think it definitely gives it, it definitely gives Roman um, a fresh coat of paint. But I think because wait, listen, here's the truth. Of course, I, I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan. I, I, Roman Reigns, in, in my view, I don't think you get too far down the list of guys in the company. We talk about the best workers in the company. I don't think you get too far down the list when you when you mention Roman Reigns. He's one of the best workers in the company. He's just not he's not he's not Hulk Hogan. You know, again, Hogan must pose. You know, Roman can go out work. I, I like this because SmackDown has always been considered the wrestling show. And of yeah. course, Raw is the sports entertainment show. And I, because this is going to give 
fan. Finally. Yeah. No room to talk crap about Roman because Roman's going to prove that he can work. Not that he should have to, but maybe now when you see him work on SmackDown, you'll see that he's one of the five or six best workers in the WWE and one of the ten best workers in professional wrestling right now. Um, I like Finn. Finn is such a perfect fit for SmackDown. I think they haven't yet. Here's here's this is how good Finn Balor is. I don't think they figured him out yet. But he's so magnetic as a star that he's still over. But I, I don't think they've really figured out really what to do with him. But okay, so physically, I mean, his presentation is great. Uh, he can work. Uh, he's decent on the mic. The ladies love him. He's you know he's an attractive guy. Is on SmackDown. I, I, you'll see some all Joe on Monday Night Raw uh, next week. Um, he was sick, apparently extraordinarily sick. The reason he was not on this week. Really? Um, I do want to mention one last thing. So, the Viking Experience. Oh my gosh, what a you're, horrible name! You're still on there, huh? No, but not on the name. Um, actually, so what's What's crazy is so he he um they they are currently the NXT tag team champions. NXT has a very old school way of sending guys out, and that is usually the champions do the favor and then they get called up. Yeah. Um, so of course NXT is taped, it's not live. So sometimes it sits outside of the continuum and I'm watching and I'm like, oh, Street Profits and they're the, still the War Raiders on NXT. Hey, have a match next week. I'm like, they're gonna do the favors for the Street Profits. It's about time. So uh I'm I'm excited because there's the possibility that my second or third favorite tag team in the company. Maybe champions. So, any anything else about about the shakeup? Um, no, man, I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. So, um, I, I will say this: it 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 doesn't have the punch. Yeah, it, of the draft. It does not. It does not. It does not. I will say that I missed the draft. That the word just has yes. deeper meaning, and the way they presented it was different. And so here's the thing. I know that they have been I know that they're, they've kind of subtly but not subtly gotten rid of general manager. However, in kayfabe, Stephanie is still the commissioner of Raw and Shane is still the commissioner of SmackDown. I 
it would have been, especially after WrestleMania, it would have been like so much more big to have a draft. Have a podium, have a draft. But anyway, um, enough about all enough about all of that. Um, let's let's see where this thing goes. Um, the next thing I'm really excited about is this move SmackDown's move to um to Fox to see what that does. So um tell the congregants where they can find you, my friend. Hey man, um you can find me on the Twitter at Desmond Alisea. I'm the only Desmond Alisea on there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, look me up. Let's laugh, let's cry, and let's have a good time in Jesus' name. Have a Easter, everybody. <laughs> So listen, if 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 you, if you have a question, if you uh, want to leave a comment via email, you can email us at gmail.com. You can find me at Pastor DDP um, Yoga on the, Twitter, on the Twitter machine. You can find us at Facebook.com/slash Preachers and Pinfalls. Uh, Brothers and sisters of the Square Circle, we will see you next week.